There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Up to 90. Welcome. You're very welcome. How are Thank you, Emma Bear? Uh, I'm grand. I'm, I'm good. I'm back on the drink. Oh, back I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. Please yeah. tell me, what are you drinking at the moment? <laughs> well, it's not that I was off the drink, but I hadn't. Oh, you kind of were for a while, Emma. Yeah. I well, I'd wait until there there was no. I know, yeah. You were. I'd wait until there was no no occasion. (laughs) I wasn't drinking at home, and I don't drink at gigs anyway. But um, I've cracked it open again now because I just feel like I need to mark the end of the weeks in some way, and I enjoy drink as well. I mean. Are, is it G&T? Um, is that our beverage of, of choice it's again? It's G&T, yeah. I mean, I can't go back to the wine. Like, wine is like, the only way I would drink wine now is if I was like, okay, I have to get absolutely pissed in 15, 20 minutes. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and June. love wine though but you're right it's just it's too much like it should be classified I would say a class A drug at this yeah. point I might, I might dabble into it now yeah I'll keep you posted but I would equate I would equate this and I know we often refer to the small bottles of um Sauvignon Blanc uh as like totally lethal in particular oh. because of all the sulfates but I do think I I have said before I would equate those small bottles of white wine, I would equate those with bath salts. Do you remember there was a spate of people eating each other's faces? And it turned out they were all off their face on this new drug, which turned out to be basically bath salts. I just think the equivalent would be, in beverage form, would be the small bottles of white wine. I know, they're lethal. But I, I, I'll keep you posted. I might go back to them. Well, I was That's very so cool. when we. I was. I was. I was. Um, when we were watching the old. What What is it called? Is it One World Together at Home? Is that the official One World Together at Home? Oh, what was is it the like? name of the concert? I was really yeah. craving. I tell you what, I was really craving a glass of rosé because you see, Oprah was doing her dinner and she had the glass of rosé in one hand and she was kind of stirring the pasta with the other. And I was like, I would love a glass of rosé. And you could tell her glass was chilled. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, 
she's living she's the good life. Yeah, she's having me lifting around to Circle K. Like, come on. <laughs> and I was laughing because she was kind of doing a bit of a dance while she was cooking. I was like, Oprah, stop. You need to listen to the last episode. She's no rhythm. You have no rhythm. Please stop. But no, so I was, I was craving a glass, like a glass of rosé is nice in the summer. I know there's so few occasions you can drink it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you didn't. Ah, no, look, I think, you see, I'm so bad for taking the old pregnant care at the moment. I'm saying to Fred, it's the new pill for me. You know the way I was so bad at taking the pill? And now yeah. I'm just like, did I take the pregnant care? Like, what's, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just horrendous at either. So I was like, look, you know, I, I obviously can't. And I, <laughs> Fred said today, I was like, oh, I just feel really bad because I've just been eating so much sugar. I feel really bad for the baby. And he's like, yeah, but you're not smoking or drinking. And I was like, God, is that our metric? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with Fred on that one. Mom of the year. You know what? It doesn't actually matter how much sugar you eat or whatever, because the baby is just going to suck all any nutrients out of food for itself. So it's more for you. The baby will get what they need. It's just for you. You're you're left with uh, like yeah. scraps from your food. So I'm with Yeah, that. well, it's I, I yeah, no, I, I feel it as well. So now, look, we're not smoking and we're not drinking just yet. But obviously we're hitting just the summer yet. season now. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. so you're going to have to be throwing your festival festivals in the garden. <laughs> well, at least you won't be doing now. Well, I said that actually um, to a buddy of mine who's also due around the same time. And I was like, can you believe we got away? with not having a sober Christmas and she was like that hasn't even crossed my mind I was like literally when I saw the two pink lines it was the first thing I thought of it really was a oh just that Christmas Christmas. sherry I was like thank god we're gonna have a party tonight now come here actually before we get cracking into the episode what can I offload onto you for this baby I have car seats I have various things. What oh, well, you can offload a lot. Yeah, I oh, want dead. car seats. I want something okay. to keep the baby occupied during the day when we're recording the podcast. So I just want a very stimulating oh. toy. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I want Disney Plus. I want it all. I want your subscription want deets. Yeah, Disney Plus. I watched... Uh, Couple, I watched this little, nice little movie I'd never heard of before with Jim Carrey called Yes Man. Um, okay. Zoe Deschanel. Sounds like uh, a bit of a bit of a. Was it a sequel to Liar Liar? Well, that's what James said. I was like, "What's this, Yes Man?" And he started telling me the. Uh, he started telling me about Liar Liar, and I was like, "That's Liar Liar." Yeah, like, it, I presume it's just a guy who has to say yes. Is that the, yeah, the yeah. premise? I have to say yes. Oh, Jim. Come on. <laughs> You've done it, Jim. It's nothing to do. I know, it's a slightly different concept, but it's nothing to do with Liar Liar. But it was all right, like, but I, had, I was a few gins in at that stage, so I'll never, uh, never truly know how good it was. I thought you, I thought you said a few gyms in it. As in Jim Carrey, a few chins. Okay, G I N. Yeah, no, I haven't watched that one. Contagion. <laughs> oh God, who the hell is watching Contagion? I watched. And it. it's 
still in the top five on Netflix. And you're like, who are these people? Like, they're obviously the same people who are downloading podcasts dedicated to the pandemic. (laughs) There's good news, though, about Contagion. Gwyneth Paltrow gets killed off fairly lively, so Uh, don't off. Do you know what, though? And I've never... Paltrow. I was like, what Paltrow? I was like, what, 2001 or something? I know. I just, I just remember Gwyneth on Oprah, and do you remember she cut her hair for sliding doors, and <laughs> like Oprah just kept going on and on about how brave she was, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just a bob. Like, can everyone move on? Sliding doors, Jesus Christ. That was a good film, though, in Gwyneth's defense. Was it? I liked it. Yeah, no, I liked it. That's I you. did. You written all over it. I, yeah, no, I, I did like the whole serendipity vibe. Did you ever watch Serendipity? Uh, I did, yeah, back yeah, in the day. Um, I'm trying to think back to my um, millennial opinions. I think I thought that was a load of shite, I think. But yeah. I was into sliding doors. I just love the way, you know, whenever it's a like split life, like living an alternative life thing, how will we how will we let the audience know this is the other life okay we'll just cut her hair that's and she'll wear a leather jacket yeah 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 it's always the hair but i i have to say gwyneth gained a few points for me from me a couple of months ago because somebody put up a comment about carol baskin killing her husband and gwyneth was like it's the only logical explanation and i was like oh fair play okay we're on the same page when it comes to that well, I think uh, this is what people are finding, that celebrities now, because they've nothing to do, they're actually commenting on all these things that we've been watching. Like, they're they're getting involved with Tiger King, they're, you know what I mean? Like yes. never would have said what their opinion was about, like, you know, what the, the little people do with their time. Well, I did have to have, because my mother... It was either my mother, I think it was my mother said it to me the other day, but have you watched Tiger King? And I was just like, blocked. <laughs> this is so March 2020. OK, yeah, sorry, yeah. goodbye. We're nearly in May now. Have I watched Tiger King? And I'm yeah. sick of the memes and the jokes. It's so boring now. Isn't it sad how quickly these things become disposable? Because you watch oh. Tiger King. They're absolutely enthralled by it. And then, you know, the, the extra episode of they're catching up with all of them. And you're just like, fuck off. Oh, fuck no, off. I didn't. Did you watch it? I didn't even get through yeah. Love is Blind reunion. No, I didn't get through the whole reunion, I have to say. No, I, I I think now with the Tiger King, like I had to laugh, like how fickle we are is right. Because Garode Farley put up, a, I would say, quite a scathing review of Tiger King on his Twitter. But when <laughs> I came like, like, I couldn't disagree with any of it. He was like, why are <laughs> yeah. we holding these people up as protagonists? Like he was a horrible person. And I was like, retweet, even though I've been banging on about Tiger King. For the last two months. I know, but you're over it now. <laughs> you're over it. It doesn't matter. It's finished. It's like I was there. I was like thinking about people in Love Island or Big Brother, but it's even quicker. Oh, the love yeah. affair is even quicker. Like it's like the next morning I'm done. Like it was yeah. so exploitative. But you're <laughs> I, I I said to Fred, I read out Garot's tweet, and I was like, finally, someone has the balls to say it. He's like, what are you talking about? 
you've only just stopped talking about. But sure, that's like the what I love is the Love is Blind review. There was a Love is Blind review in The Guardian. And the whole, I said that before, I think, on the podcast, how the whole review, this is when it initially came out. And yeah. the whole review was like, okay, well, basically my kids didn't have dinner last night. They put themselves to bed. They missed <laughs> school in the morning. Yeah. Like she was like, it's the most bingeable thing I have ever watched and yet gave it two stars out of five because obviously she was like, but look, obviously the, this is just a really awful exploitative premise. I'm like, what? This does, this runs counter to the whole, to the whole review. She obviously felt she had to. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can totally relate to that. I, Love is Blind was my fucking, it was my life. It was my life. And now I, I'd be hard pressed to name them all. Oh, I Honestly. know I had to I had to unfollow I don't think I'm following any of them now uh yeah. like I was following G and Damien just to see how that panned out like Amber and Barnett are a match made in heaven but they were just kind of wrecking my head I have to say yeah it's a all of... a bit too goofy I was just gonna say there's a lot of pulling wacky faces so it's like not for me but they're yeah. obviously very happy in their good little match. But I was following. You won't be following us. No, I was following G. Now it's funny because <laughs> saying I was I wasn't following um Damien because I was like I'm not going to give him that extra follower. But sure, I'm clicking oh, yeah. into him all the time, obviously via her account because like big fan of her. So I'm just like yeah, <laughs> as if he's going to be like, damn it, I lost a follower. Like he's on something like a million followers. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving it to him, but I will no. click into him on occasion. So you go into, you'd be following her and then you click in, see, oh, let's see what this fucker is up to. So. Yeah. Although, well, I yeah. think, to be honest, I do think, and we won't bang on about Love is Blind because I know we talked about it before, but I think that he was right to say no to the marriage. And actually, you can see how she'd nearly respect him more for it in the long term. Like, you'd be mortified on the day, but actually yeah. they weren't ready to get married. Yeah, I would just, I'd wonder about how the in-laws, well, and not they're not in-laws, but, you know, I wonder how her family talks. I think she's parents. It actually doesn't matter. You should just focus on yourselves. Yeah, so I think a lot of people get caught up with how, what the parents are going to say or whatever. Blah, 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 yeah, they do. But I, but I would say she's parents were a bit like, yeah, no, like this, this whole thing was mental. Yeah, I'd say they have enough drama with her anyway to say something new every week, wouldn't you? Well, the thing about, like, I know how marriage ends and ends in divorce, Damien. And then, like, the three parents, do you remember the, 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 the head dads there with the mom and the new husband? They're all sharing a taxi. Like, it's all very yeah. amicable. They all seem to be mates. I was because when I was thinking when she was talking about like her experience of marriage with her parents, I was imagining like the family portrait song by Pink. Yeah. In the family portrait, we look pretty happy. Fuck. So hey. look, what do we talk about? Well, do you know I mentioned I want to it. talk about Ellen. Oh, go on. What uh, uh, Ellen, well, I was going to say about the One World Together at Home, but sure, let's start with Ellen and we'll reference the One World Together at Home well, for I, the end. I want, 
Yeah, I want to know about it because I didn't watch it. Ara, I didn't watch it either. I watched a few clips here and there. And this morning I got a Vox Pop. I did a Vox Pop. I asked Fred, who did an Emma's mom on it, in that his response was effectively like he was so careful with his wording because he knew we were talking about it on the podcast. So like after 10 minutes, I was like, just give me an opinion. And did he? We'll come. We'll come to it. We'll come to it. So, Ellen, now you listen, you tell me about Ellen because I don't oh, know yeah. what this is about Ellen. So, I had heard little things about Ellen before that she's actually a bit of a bitch. And I was watching, you know, that YouTube channel I told you about before without a crystal ball. And I didn't realize that there's actually a hashtag now about. I think it's Ellen Mean and not as something, whatever, right? But basically, this one, uh, Nikki Tutorials, she's on YouTube. She's been on YouTube for years, has like massive, you know, millions of followers or whatever. And a couple of months ago, basically, somebody got in touch with her and said that they were going to out her. So she's transgender. She's had all, like, it's completely, she's, transitioned completely like she's had all the operations she wanted to tell people but didn't really know like when was a good time so somebody was like oh we're gonna do a big expose so she was like oh Wait, my I god that's and people just disgusting by the way i know i know but she's like i'm gonna take control of it myself or whatever so obviously loads of media outlets or whatever wanted to talk to her but she decided to go on ellen what okay first of all massive show doesn't really cover it but she was like you know she's always kind of been an ally of the community and she would have been a big fan of Ellen and she like remember how much uh flack Ellen got for coming out because she was kind of she was out of work for years after that like it's for years like, and even yeah. remember because Oprah appeared on that coming out episode and Oprah got a lot of flack I mean this is the 90s by the way mm. so it's not a million years ago like Oprah was kind of almost vilified by association so the whole thing about you know people talk about like homophobia and all the rest but like it was I mean whatever about homophobia today but it was just so not even apologetic in the 90s oh yeah like it really it was not a good time for Ellen after she came out she was completely excommunicated yeah yeah, so she thought that she'd go with Ellen. She thought, like, you know, she was a real idol of hers. That makes sense. But now she's speaking out about her experience on Ellen. So there's all, been all these rumours about Ellen being a gay bag. But now because she's speaking out about it and she's, like, you know, got a massive following, she's got a good career, what would she have to gain from bad-mouthing Ellen? And she has said... Uh, I think she was asked about on on Dutch TV or whatever. She was like, not a great experience. She was like, she was like, maybe I'm naive, but she's like, I thought that she would have come to say hello before we sat down for the interview. She said she didn't. Um, She found her really, really cold. She said that she couldn't. So they have like a private bathroom for the guests. She said she couldn't use that because she was told that the other guests were using it. The other guests were the Jonas Brothers. So she had to go out what? to the old, yeah, she had to go out to the old regular Jacks. Ah, uh, come on. 
Yeah, and she definitely, she said that she's like, um, probably being stupid, but she's like, you know, I thought it'd be kind of like a cannonball confetti and, you know, be this amazing experience, whatever. And she was like, I don't regret doing it, but she was like, definitely what I'm taking from that is don't meet your idols. Yeah, that's very disappointing to hear. Yeah, so I think because it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to meet people before the interview. I know, but wouldn't you think? And it's not like she has feckin' loads of guests. And just the fact of her this like Nikki tutorial story, you know, where she was forced to kind of come out and tell her story and do you know what I mean? So it's gas how these people are put up on a pedestal, isn't it? I know. And then this comedian fella, he basically said he put up a tweet of like, give me any mad stories you have about Ellen. And for everyone I get, I'll donate $20 to whatever food bank or something. So there was a couple of interesting ones. Like there was this woman, she's a comedian now. I can't think of her name, but she can have a look for it. But she actually had a set that she used to do about Ellen um, a few years ago. But her story was that she worked in a restaurant and Ellen came in and she was a comedian like she still is a comedian now like obviously she's kind of gotten more successful over time she doesn't have to like have various jobs but she was really excited that Ellen came in she said she wasn't very nice whatever like that's grand but Ellen wrote to her manager sent an email or something giving out about her about her nail varnish and she said now, the chip nail varnish wasn't on her plate. It was just the chip nail varnish on my hand. She said, I'd done the late shift the night before and was back in for the early shift in the morning. She's like, so it was really upsetting. She's like, I nearly lost my job over that. And she was like, the thing that shocked me was that she took time out of her day to do something that would negatively affect somebody so far down the pecking order compared to her. Wow. And I would say, like, obviously, these are all allegedly, you know what I mean? And sure, like, no one, no one really knows exactly what happened with uh, Nikki on the show either. But it's just like, do you know the way if people are kind of like in the spotlight a little bit themselves, you'd wonder. And she's a big, big beef with Kathy Griffin. She wrote, Kathy Griffin wrote about Ellen in her book. But she didn't name her flat out as Ellen, but like, you know, gave all the hints that everyone knew it was Ellen. And Ellen uh, said it to her um, about, like, you know, what's this? And she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm not saying that you're a bad person, you know, throughout and in everything you do. But you have to, you know, understand that that's been my experience of you. And that's my Kathy, story. I do so love Kathy. You can't take that away Kathy, Kathy just has beef with everyone. Do you remember when she came to Dublin in the Vicar Street? And yeah. at the very end, she collapsed. Do you remember that? Were you at that gig? I wasn't at the gig, no. So she just said, I don't know the name of her manager. He's also her partner. But she just said, Jerry, I'm falling. And then he came out and like scooped her up. It was all it was all very Lady Macbeth. But right. it was it was it was a it was a funny way to wrap up the gig. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say that because everyone's like, what's going on? But what I did love, I, and I have always loved about Kathy, because in the show, it was all obviously she was talking about the big trouble she got into with the Trump and the severed head. And yeah. she open, she openly named, which, you know, when you're just like, oh, yeah, like just put the feet up, get the popcorn out. This is exactly what I'm here for, Kathy. Give me what I want. Just openly like naming and shaming like all these people who <laughs> threw her to the wolves. Like, yes, that's what we want. And interestingly, she had a funny anecdote about, you know, she lives next door to Kim and Kanye. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she did at the time. And what I thought was interesting was, like, she said about, you know, she has a little guest book in the house. And the first day that Kim called over, she was like, oh, I know this is like totally cringe, but would you mind signing my guest book? And she said that Kim signed it and she spelled her name wrong. And Kim was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm after spelling my name wrong. Like, can I change it? And Kathy was like, absolutely not. Like, this is pure gold that you've spelt your name wrong in the book. I'm loving it. But she was saying as well, she was like, they're actually so mad about each other. She was like, obviously, you think Kim, Kanye, like, how did that happen? She was like, there really is genuine love there. But I love the way oh, she just, nice. she yeah, it was. And it felt really genuine. I don't know if they still live next door to one another. But like from A to Z, it was literally like this celebrity when he started out, I gave him a bit of a leg up and he basically totally abandoned me after the Trump thing. This guy fucked me over. This other person. And like she was putting it in context as well. She's like, you probably know him from blah, 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 blah. But it was great. It was just like a total bashing. But you see, that's it. If so, if there was these kind of stories about Kathy Griffin and people saying she's actually the meanest fucking person that ever lived, I'd be like, and your point? Why yeah. do you tell it this for? Well, I guess it's because the... Ellen is like her whole thing is like have a little fun and like be kind, guys, be kind to everybody and do do do. It's because she has this whole thing like I just want to be kind and bring happiness and whatever. That's why and I then think people are more interested in Well, I guess you the see stories. the Yeah, I guess the bar is going to be higher for you if that is the kind of platitude that you're rolling with. You're like, "Oh yeah, just you know, like I'm all about kindness." Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it's I interesting to be any fallout if people start <laughs> not that I'm Ellen, but if people start saying, "Well, sorry, Emma Dorn, like she's an absolute tramp." I don't think anyone, I don't think there'd be any great changes. You no. suffer that. I would, well, we've often <laughs> said that about the WhatsApp audios, but I you feel like suffer. people would be like, yeah, no, story checks out. But Julie? <laughs> but that's to your credit, by the way. But no, I think that with, with Ellen, it's interesting how... You know, she takes the time, she has the time to send an email to that effect, but doesn't have the time to say hi to like Nikki tutorial. And also it comes back to, you know, there's that moment in Catastrophe with Sharon Horgan when she, her character says to Rob Delaney, you know, if you had to describe me like after the fact, you know, in my obituary or epitaph or whatever it was. And she said, well, the first thing she says is, well, you were kind to waiters. But I think it is such a metric of a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, kind to people who are doing work that you don't need to do. But I feel sending that email, I would imagine in the likes of Hollywood is probably a fancy eatery where a lot of aspiring actors and actresses would, you know, probably kill to be a waiter or waitress in a place like that on the off chance they bump into someone or whatever. Like, it's not their equivalent of Supermax. 
yeah, yeah. like you're but you're really jeopardizing that person's job oh well, yeah of course because like as she said like it nearly got her fired so it, it must have been that kind of place where and I, I think someone who host, is a like, performer is not going to make that up because as you say like the only defense in these situations is like well here's the email you know what I mean so yeah this, uh, truth this is the only she's been, she's been saying it for like she, she's not that she's been banging on about it but like she first did it on stage as part of her set like a good few years ago oh I'd love to check that I what's it you don't know her name I don't know her name, but uh, I'll find it and give it to I'll, you. Actually. I'll find your man. I'd love to find your man who started that thread. I'll, f- I'll have a look here now. I think his name and is Matt. Because I think with Ellen as well, wasn't there a thing recently? You know, I'm sure, you know, to play devil's advocate, I'm sure a lot of the Hollywood shows are probably probably treating their crew the same but of course the crew then has kind of been in limbo haven't they with getting paid and I think they and think I think they were informed last week that is it that they're only getting 40% of their of their wages or something for the for the period of the lockdown I think so it doesn't seem to be the fall whack anyway but sure it's like what I was saying to you about um Victoria Beckham Oh, yeah. What was this about? I, I missed this as well. You did so mention something on her. Yeah, so all her staff are only getting, um, they're going to keep getting paid, but it's purely from like the government assistance. And people are like, why is she doing that when she can clearly pay them herself? Like her and Davis are, so it's a kind of a tricky one because I suppose. If so, I don't know if they'd be billionaires, but okay, let's say they're billion. They probably are billionaires. They obviously could just pay their wages themselves, and they don't need to take the government's assistance, which the money could be used for something else. But then, obviously, there's other billionaires who would just do that, and nobody would kind of be giving out to them because that would be a business decision. But I suppose it's that tricky thing of when you're like a celebrity, but you also have a viable business that employs several people. You're you're judged in a different way. Well, I think you have to be you have to be extra conscious when you are a celebrity attached to a brand, because ultimately it does come back to you personally. And you have to think to yourself, okay. You know, it'll be a bit of a financial pain in the arse if we pay this, these people. But ultimately, like, there's going to be a lot more goodwill behind us if we do that. And we can afford to do that. Yeah. Sorry, I just found that fella there now. So his name is Kevin T. Porter. Kevin um, T. Porter. So not Matt is what you're telling me. Not Matt. That was a curveball. <laughs> I have to keep it interesting. Matt, Kevin, <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, I, I, no, but I, I, I do think, look, it comes back to, I think Richard Branson was the same with not paying his staff. And, you know, again, like, and you know, even the likes of Philip Green, I mean, like the fact that all those people in BHS who have been working for him for decades missed out on their pensions. I mean, you wonder, I, I guess it just reaches a point where obviously these people are wealthy because these are the kind of decisions they make. But yeah. 
it's it's ultimately not going to win you any favours in the court of public opinion. And again, as I said, I think you have to be a bit clever when you're a celebrity attached to brand and say, look, we could get this for free, but it would be much better if we say, no, we won't take the government up on this social welfare yeah, offer let's or whatever actually, it is. Let's, let's take a hit at the moment because everyone it's gonna, is taking it's, a hit at yeah, the moment. It's, so. it's the right thing to do. First of all, it's the right thing to do. And like, obviously, they are like living in England and all the rest. They're in England at the moment anyway. Isn't that where they live? Yes. But then you see there's been stuff about that they went off to one of their... To the holiday homes. And yeah, Yeah. Gordon Ramsay was accused of the same. Yeah. Well, I just think if... And especially for those two, I mean, they would be bigging up all their charity endeavors all of the time so you kind of feel like well hang on a sec why don't you just pay the staff um so like yeah that money could go to something else but at the same time like I I understand that you have a business decision to make and then you know I do I do still like Ellen because she's funny (laughs) well like the show is great and you should be nice you know you should be good to your staff I mean, I'm sure there's sometimes I've rocked up to McDonald's drive through and Nutgrove and being a bit scorpy. Like, I try my best not to be. But it's like, like, the order is simple, Judy. Do you know? Like, I'm not, there's no part of my order that's without well, potato or with extra cheese. Like, I'm trying to keep it simple. And sometimes it just fucking, do you know what I mean? I know, I know. Well, uh, my order is just like, I'll just get a cheeseburger. And they're like, double cheeseburger. And you're like, just one cheeseburger. Just a singular cheeseburger. <laughs> and I mean, the ketchups. We've, ta- we've talked about the ketchups. I, I mean, sorry, but who do I have to shift around here to get a sachet of ketchup without asking? They're, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, they should just be whacking. They're to, I think the sachets are deducted from their wages or something. Because as my, And shout out, by the way, to McDonald's. They get such a hard time. And to say I am craving a McDonald's cheese, I just cannot wait until I can get my paws on, like, a Big Mac, a cheeseburger, all the rest. Love McDonald's. But, like, we need, I mean, we need to dedicate an episode to the ketchup situation. <laughs> Like, what is the story? Are they taking a side and tell, look, just so you know, for every sachet of ketchup you give away, okay, we're going to remove a finger of a family member. So just think about that before you just throw them around willy-nilly. Do you know what I need? I really need a McDonald's breakfast. I haven't had one for so long, Emma. It doesn't get the credit it deserves. I mean, but what's on a McDonald's? But an egg McMuffin, obviously. Nobody's quite yeah. sure what that is. Egg McMuffin, a double sausage McMuffin. You'd love to get a double sausage McMuffin, wouldn't you? But you see, I'm quite fussy about sausage. <laughs> I am. Go. I'm very strange. But I, I kind of, I, I, I don't know. I just feel with the sausage, I'm very, I'm very fussy about an old sausage. I feel like an egg McMuffin. The last time I had it, I felt like I was eating space food. No, 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 no. You must but have we had love, a we love a you know They will be very on brand for us in terms of sponsorship and how McDonald's. Yeah. Anything food related, I think, is where we're kind oh of trying Oh my God, to... anything. Well, I suppose Abracadabra, I think Colin Farrell is still kind of fronting them, isn't he? 
you remember that years ago? I think Colin Maybe was still on the drugs. We should he, say to him, like, what's the story? Is there room? Because we don't, we just want, don't want to embarrass ourselves fine. by getting in touch. So can you just let us know what the situation is? He said that in some interview with like Variety magazine or something. I think he was probably still well on the jar at that stage. And they, he was asked for his favourite restaurant and he said Abracapabra. Yeah, there's they a got few, a good decade out of it. Talking about being well on it. There's a few comedians at the moment who are like well on at 24-7. Do you think so? Yeah, there's one in particular who appears to be like on it non-stop. Like no. happy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an like Irish well comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody we know on the circuit all the time. Is it somebody who gets on my tits anyway? Well, I mean, fucking narrow it down, Julie. Fuck <laughs> Oh, sure. Look, we'll talk. We'll talk about it on the pay, on the on the old Patreon. So, yeah. uh, I mean, Ellen, look, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the jury is out, but we still, I still like, like the show. Her. No, yeah, I still like her great. and everything. I just think it's interesting. And but then, the, you know, with these things, you're like, well, why, why, why are we turning on her now? You know, what's really going on here? Well, I guess, you know, you're always going to be scrutinised, like whether it's, yeah, like, you know, even say Oprah, you know, we talked about it in the special, like Oprah is our queen and there's always going to be, be people who want to tear you down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But it does not surprise me that, you know, Ellen is not all as she portrays either. Yeah, but look, we'd go on the show and she wouldn't have to come and talk to us at all. I mean, she wouldn't even have to ask us any questions if she doesn't want to. We'd oh, my God, go. I'd just be there to jump out of the box to scare P. Diddy Witty. I'd be happy doing that. I'd love to see you jump out of a box. Oh, look, one of these days, Emma, your birthday isn't too far away, so I might video yeah. you I might video you something, something special. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one world <laughs> together at home, I don't think there's much to say about it, really. Okay, like, no exactly. live aid. Did in and out, did you? Bit of dippage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. bit of dippage. I think everyone was the same, really. But, I, I mean, ultimately, it wasn't any, it wasn't a live aid in the sense, like, there was no anger. It didn't really feel like, there was no political punch. Like, essentially, it was yeah. just a bunch of very rich people singing from their mansions and saying things like, you know, it's really sad that people are dying and everyone kind of nods along at home. Like, I mean, it was well-intentioned. I wouldn't criticise them for that, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough sell, I guess, for celebrities to be kind of telling us, you know, we're all in this together. And you can just hear a splash as one of their kids jumps into their 50 metre swimming pool. And you think, are we? I mean, it's it's probably a bit forced, but I guess it doesn't mean that it's any less true. Yeah, I know what you mean. It just they are did, very rich, these people. Did <laughs> you see Mila Kunis actually in Ashton Kutcher? They launched a quarantine wine and I had to laugh because when I clicked into it, it said wafers, ten percent, a whopping ten percent of the price proceeds from the wine are going towards like I don't I didn't even know who's going to helping someone 
who has been affected by the crowd. I don't know, is it 10. who? I don't know, is it yes. like people unemployed? 10%. Now, initially, I'd say Ashton is probably, I'd say the royalties from Punked are running, are kind of wearing a bit thin at this stage. <laughs> Punked. It was Do you remember that? And poor Brittany being on with Ashton. She's like, I can't get punked. And he's like, Brittany can't get punked. And you're like, oh, Ashton was just, how annoying was Ashton Kutcher on that show? It was just oh my God. too much. It was very, very shouty. Well, he was just so excited to be on TV all the time. It's just exhausting. I think I need to take a nap just <laughs> It's just, it's one of those things like, it's one of those things where you just feel like, look, do you want to just walk around with your lad in your hand? Is that what you're going for here? Because if that's what you want to do, just do that. But well, and we would support that. Else. Yeah. But don't pretend that it's anything else. I watched a film, I only watched half an hour of it, which is very unlike me. Matthew McConaughey. Is playing a lawyer, so I was like, "This be grand, you know, you're oh, in safe hands with Sandra here. Bullock." No, it was another one. Sandra Bullock wasn't what in this. What is it with Jim and Matthew just being in the same fucking films all the time? So I, who was even? I'm in? a lawyer. Okay. Oh yeah. What so was he, in the film. Uh, that escapes me. I will find out who was he married to. Okay, we need to oh, talk about. For... <laughs> Marissa Tomei was in it. Marissa Tomei was in it, okay? 2001, I think this be grand. Utter shite. Like, the, the I'm holding my dick in my hand while I go around being a lawyer was just off the charts. Like, I expect a bit of that. But, like, the ex-wife, they'd share a daughter together. She's obviously like still bed into him and flirting with him. Do you know what I mean? He drinks like a fucking fish, but he, he gets up the next day and gets the job done. Still has the lad in the hand. Like it was just. That's oh, so funny. I, but, but, but Matthew McConaughey's like that in everything. I mean, even oh, True Detective, it was the this folder in the lad in the hand. <laughs> this is it, Julie. I knew what to expect. And but there was, was just. <sighs> And he was like wanking whole, as well. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It was just well, definitely. I I kind of felt for Woody in that one because I just felt like Matthew definitely was more hands on with the script because there was a lot of like Woody's wife saying things like, "Well, Russ was a man of integrity," like you know these kind of statements. I know. Fuck's sake! He just needs to just take the lad out of his hand for two seconds. Really yeah, nice. but I feel so. We don't know the name of the film, but Marisa Tomei was in it, who I love. Do you remember her in Cousin Visit? Cousin Vinnie, she was great. Yeah, hang on, let me let me just check this before we go. If only there was something at our disposal where we could. <laughs> if only, do you have an encyclopedia there? I'm just hang so on, I'll just DM Dave yeah. Fanning and say, Look, I've got a couple of clues. Can you put it together for us? Oh, I love as well with Matthew McConaughey. I remember when he got married. I, I just there was a, it was so strange when he got married. I read this really bizarre interview with him, 
and he talked about how do you remember this I think I might have referenced it before because it just really yeah. scared me as an interview because in the interview he basically admitted that he had been just kind of like a bit of a fuck boy well he obviously didn't use that ter- term about himself yeah. but you know like I just didn't want to settle down I was a free spirit like this kind of, you know when a guy says to you I'm thinking of going traveling so I just don't want anything serious and a year later he's like depicted on Instagram as moving into his new house with his new girlfriend you're like what about the fucking traveling but anyway so that kind of buzz and then he said that his missus now who of course is absolutely gorgeous and all the rest that she was kind of one of these ladies that was floating around but the reason he picked her was that she gave him space so she gave him space to be him and then he decided one day that he wanted to get married so he kind of picked her out of the harem and they got married and he said the reason the marriage works is that every now and again he just has to go off Emma he just has to go he just goes off in his van he just drives to the desert and it's just two weeks no mobile phone no nothing lad in the fucking hand playing the bongo with the other and he just needs to be I assume that so is there is his that when her family wants to do something, he's like, I'm off. Oh, definitely, definitely one of those, you know, one of those fellas that you're like, you know, comes to your family christening and you're like, OK, you're ready. And he's like, it's just my anxiety is really bad today. I just kind of don't so... want to go. <laughs> yeah. You're so like, fair thing. enough, please don't leave me. I'll just leave you at it. Yeah, you you look after yourself. It's good to talk. Um, the Lincoln Lawyer is the name of the movie. Oh my god! And do you know what? Which which was a nice little um surprise was Ryan Philippe is in it, and I love Ryan Philippe, but it was too shit to watch even for me. Link, and I, I love never Ryan. even heard of it. It that obviously was a straight to Netflix kind of situation. But I imagine this is, this is for anyone out there watching shite. If it's a film within the last 10 years and you've never heard of it and it has massive stars, it's because it's shit. Yeah, I don't. I think it's very rare that you come across a gem. Like if you said to me now, I'm after finding this film, I can't believe it was overlooked by the Academy. But yeah, it's called yeah. Lincoln Lawyer. It's got Ryan Felipe. It's got Matthew, lad of my hand, McConaughey. <laughs> And it's got Marissa, I did one good movie once to me. Like, I would be blown away. I was never a massive fan of Ryan Felipe. I mean, the, the last thing he was in was Cruel Intentions, was it? Well, Has he done he anything in, since? He was in The Lincoln Lawyer. Do you know what really annoys me about him, though? Is he always plays a, this horrible, entitled, uh, little posh boy. Well, I mean, that's who he played in Cruel Intentions. Has he played yeah, that he character in other things? that character. Well, that's his character in The Lincoln Lawyer as well. Okay. I mean, I didn't watch. But that's what it's looking like. I just love the fact that Reese became the star in that relationship. I know. I because know. I love the okay. fact, you know, they married young. They had the two kids young. And like, you yeah. know, as a woman in Hollywood, I imagine like, you know, having kids and getting married in your early 20s, it could go either way. But I just love the fact that she is such a rock star. She's amazing. I know. You yeah, know, fair play to her. 
but despite that blip, do you remember the blip when she was? Do you remember when she got pulled over? And it was all like, you don't know who I am. But she was on the small bottles of white wine, I'm sure. Uh, that night. Yeah, yeah. Sure, look. We're not expecting everyone to be nice all the time. That goes to Ella, yeah. that goes to Oprah, goes to Matthew. But, man. but for <laughs> going off being me, just in the <laughs> desert, looking out on the sand. Like, like, obviously, imagine now, and she's there, like, taking the kids to school every day. It's like Mark Wahlberg with his family time at half past three in the morning. What are you talking about, Mark? <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. They just I just get with women that are just happy to be like, whatever. Yeah, Leave I mean, I'd say so. Mark. Leave you so. That's their fucking catchphrases. Leave you so. Yeah, but I'm sure how bad. Before we go, we might just thank all the people. We were really blown away by all the people getting in touch and supporting us on the Patreon and subscribing. Three euro a month for the extra weekly episode. Oh, we didn't discuss what celebrity scandal will we do this week? Oh, what would you like to do? You choose. Uh, Off the top of my head... What about George Michael crashing his car? Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say George Michael the time. Do you remember the time he got caught in the public loo by the cop? Yeah, and we, him let's up? do that. That's so horrible. Let's do that as well. Let's we'll just do that. George. We love a bit of George Michael. And yeah. actually, in terms of celebrity philanthropy, George was absolute goals because you know the way it turned out after his death that he used to just he watched Deal or No Deal every day and if the person on had a really good reason for needing the money so I think there was one woman who needed IVF and he just rang up and was like I'll pay for your treatment and obviously this was all like he was like I don't want you know you to mention it to the papers or whatever and then after after he died all these people came out and were like yeah he was great. Yeah. He helped let's me out. Let's talk about George. Definitely. Let's talk. So we'll talk about George this let's week. Down my favourite George song ever. So we'll talk about George this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And just for our listeners who weren't listening last week, so we're doing an extra episode every week. And you can get that on our Patreon at up to 90 for three euro a month. And we really appreciate it because every little bit yeah. helps. I do. And it's, it's it's nice to have a little club and to feel like the podcast is growing and you know yeah it was it's it's and the messages and everything have been so lovely it's actually been great to be honest so it's really really been lovely so thank you so much emma it's been an absolute pleasure lovely to chat as always always nice to do business okay i've been Jeannie J. i've been emma dawn god bless This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.